morning, Gateway Church, once again. I'm going to jump right in where we left off in our series on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount as recorded in the Gospel of Luke. There's two places in the Gospels that uh, talk about the Sermon on the Mount. It's Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, and then right here in Luke chapter 6, it's a condensed version of his sermon, the greatest sermon ever recorded, ever preached, Jesus Christ. I was at that place where he preached the sermon, um, very near to, to, to where he, he stood and proclaimed this incredible message. And this is what he said in our passage today, chapter 6, verse 30, 43 through 46. It reads this way, no good tree bears bad fruit. He's nearing the end of his message. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. But each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick, do not pick figs, thorn bushes, or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. I want to read that again. A good man. A good woman brings good things out of the good stored up in his or her heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Verse 46, Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I'm going to start my my message by giving you the bottom line. This is what my message is all about. Four letters, capital letters, P-R-S-C. P-R-S-C. In less than two minutes, I'm going to give you the reason for those letters, all right? Jesus never lets us off the hook, does he? He's the most loving, kind, compassionate person that you will ever ever meet, but he never lets anything slide, and he still doesn't. If you were there listening to his words, to that sermon, you would be riveted by his character. You would would hear his heart. You would see the, the compassion in his eyes. You would experience his amazing love. You would want to just be near him. It's like, this man speaks with such authority, yet he loves me so completely. I can see it. I can hear it. I can feel it. But you would also be convicted by Jesus Christ. You could not leave a message where there wouldn't be some area in your life where Jesus directly puts his finger on your heart. He confronts something. He says here in this last verse, why do you say, Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I mean, we know prior to to those words, he would say to those of you who are listening, love your enemies. That's a convicting word. Do good to those who hate you. If someone hates you, your first response as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, is not to somehow try to get back at them and think, they wronged me, 
This is what I'm going to do. They slighted me, therefore I will do this in response. No, as a Christian, now Jesus, he'd love you, but he would also tell you, this is what needs to change in your life. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to him the other also. Love your enemies. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, he said earlier, and you will be forgiven. So what's the bottom line today? What does it stand for? P-R-S-C. stands for this. This is what this message is all about. Taking personal responsibility for my spiritual condition. In some respects, we need that, obviously. When we come to church, we need to hear the Spirit of the Lord speaking to our hearts. Now, I'm not responsible for the spiritual condition of your heart. I have a responsibility to open up the Word of God and preach the Word and let the Holy Spirit, hopefully we would say yes to what the Spirit wants to do in my heart, but if you don't respond to the Word, if you don't respond to the Spirit of the Lord, I can go home and not feel like I'm responsible for the spiritual condition of your life, of your heart. No, I'm not. I'm responsible for my own heart. I have a hard enough time taking care of my own heart. I'm spiritually responsible for the spiritual condition of my heart. You're saying, wow, you're just kind of preaching it. Jesus, I'm telling you if, you, if you listen to Jesus, if he were here, he'd love you, right? He'd love you. You, you would want to listen to him. But he, he'd also say something that would kind of tick you off, maybe. Maybe. Well, I know for me, for sure, the condition of my heart is the bottom line because eventually what's inside will come out. Remember this fun little illustration that Pastor Joel used, I think, three or four years ago. He, he had a, a bottle of water, and then he kind of he shook it, and he said, why did the water come out of the bottle? And the idea was for all of us to say, the reason why the water... By the way, we need some humidity, right? We need a little humidity here. It's dry. Why did the water come out of the bottle? And it's like, because you shook it. That's why. And he said, oh, no. No, no. The reason why the water came out of the bottle is because there's water in the bottle. And Jesus said, whatever's inside my heart, he loves us so much that he's concerned about what's inside Because what's inside is eventually going to what? Life shakes this bottle up. We know that about life, real life, every day. What's inside is coming out. I mean, I can super glue this lid, this cap on this bottle. But if I stomp on it up here, and I'm not going to do that, the the lid, the cap's coming off. Jesus won't let me off the hook because he loves me. 
He makes me and he makes you take personal responsibility for the contents inside my heart, our hearts. So let's talk about responsibility. We all have areas that we're responsible for. I'm just going to use an, an illustration. One of my dad's responsibilities was to keep the furnace running. All right, I lived in, in an old house built sometime in the early 1900s when I was a kid. We had a basement, but basements back then weren't anything like basements are today. They, weren't, they were not designed as living spaces. They were dark, smelly, and what? Scary. I mean, I didn't want to go down in that, that base, basement. And our, our furnace ran, ran on fuel oil, and it looked like a monster in the center of the basement. It was huge, and it sounded like an angry and hungry monster. It had this huge cast iron wheel that, it, that had a belt. And when that, when that ignition hit, that, that wheel began to turn, and that belt, because it probably wasn't maintained and oiled correctly, I mean, it screeched and squealed, and that, that monster literally shook the whole house. I mean, when that furnace came on, it kind of set you back. But he was responsible for making sure that that furnace ran. It's like that Christmas uh, um, play where that guy is wrestling with the, the furnace downstairs and he goes down there with his wrench and he's, he's mumbling under his breath and he's, he's working on that furnace. I mean, these furnaces need, needed work. They needed maintenance. He had a fuel tank in the corner of the basement. It looks similar to, to this tank. It's gross. It's just yuck. It was leaky, like this one. Look at it. It was not drippy leaky, but residue leaky. There's like O-rings and things that you're supposed to maintain. He didn't maintain it. And so you would open up the door, and the first few steps downstairs into the basement, you could smell the diesel fuel that was leaking. I mean, you could, you, could, you know, with your finger, put the initials of your first name in that tank, P.S. plus M. Deanna doesn't know this. I had a crush on Michelle West in the third grade. <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord just put a finger on that. It's like you've been hiding that all this time. In third grade, I had a crush on, on her. I think I put her name in there. I'm free now, yeah. <laughs> so you said free. <laughs> he, did, he, he didn't maintain it. It would have taken work to really maintain this. He had to drain it. And then disassemble it and replace the cracked O-rings. I mean, he could have cleaned it up and made it look nice, but if he didn't really get to the source of what was going on, it would just end up looking like that eventually. Jesus makes us and calls us. He shouldn't say makes us. He just calls us to be personally responsible for the spiritual condition of our hearts. But how do I know? How do I know? 
by asking and answering two critical questions. That's how you know. And that's what this message is about. Does my conduct, number one, match my profession of faith in Christ? What kind of fruit am I bearing? Is it evident that I'm walking by the Spirit, that I'm being led by the Spirit? Do I, do I obey the, the teachings of the Lord? I mean, do I know His commands? Do I line up my life with His Word? Do I, do I lay this Word right on top of my life and, and say, do people see and experience the fruit of the Spirit that's being born in my life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. That's what Jesus is saying. That's what he's getting at. That's good fruit. He said, you'll know them by their fruit. Not necessarily by what they know and what they say, but how they live their life. Good trees bear good fruit. Bad trees bear bad fruit. You'll know them by the fruit or lack thereof. My conduct does reveal. But listen, it doesn't have the power to change me and produce good fruit. It's just like a mirror. That's all. I'm self-aware. How spiritually self-aware are you? Sometimes we don't know. We have to ask somebody else, someone who loves us. Like Deanna. At times, Deanna, let, how, what's going on? What do you see in me? I'm taking personal responsibility. I want to know. What do you see? What do you hear? Number two, does my conversation match my profession of faith in Christ? What does my speech sound like? Jesus said, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Verse 46, Jesus wants us to periodically step back and listen to the words that are coming out of our mouth. What we're saying, how we're saying it, to whom we're talking to. Does it line up? Does my talk line up with the Lord and His ways and His teachings? Really, how I answer those two questions honestly reveals the true condition of my heart. Good fruit or bad fruit, regardless, once again, of how much knowledge I have. question I have to myself is, is there a match? Now, I'm not talking about perfection. James 3, 2 says, We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault at what he says is a perfect person. We're not perfect. We never will be. I'm not talking about that. Here's what I am talking about, though. Is the spiritual trajectory of my life going in the right direction? Am I growing? This message is a growing message. It's a building message. We care about that at Gateway Church. We care that the, the heart of Christ is being formed in you. We care about that more than anything else we care about.
Here's what I know about me. I'm, I'm not, I'm more like gasoline, not diesel oil. I mean, it takes a lot to light up that, that tank downstairs, and maybe that's the reason why Dad didn't maintain it the way he should have. But I'm not like a fuel oil tank. I'm more like a gasoline tank, an old one like this that needs some repair. It's dripping. And what I've noticed about me in life, you know, I could, I could make this can right here look like this one. All I'd have to do is say, who, who owns a body shop? Who does painting here? I would just say, hey, take this can and make it look like this one. The Bible says you can clean the outside of the cup, and it can look, this right here can look just like this one. But if I don't repair this, the, the seal... It's, and what's inside, it's going to come out. And all, all this tank is looking for is what? Just a flame. I mean, if I get close, close to that gas tank, it's going to start, part of it's going to start on fire. And I can go through life and if I don't deal with the stuff inside my heart, I'm looking. What am I looking for? I'm looking for somebody who'll listen to me. Talk about the pain in my heart. In not a healthy way, sometimes in a negative way. And boom, all it takes is just a little flame, just a little, a little spark and my tongue goes on fire. The reason is because I haven't dealt with what's inside. I got a brand new tank here. It's never been used before. The Lord put this illustration on my heart because, like I said, I could take that old tank and make it look like that new tank, but if I don't deal with what's inside, I can look good, but my heart is not right. So today, I want us to conclude the service by, by... just coming to the Lord. Just going to ask Pastor Nathan to come at this time. Just, just Pastor Nathan. If my, if my conduct, if my conversation isn't matching my profession in Christ, then I got to go immediately to confession. And that's the good news of the message today. And that's what Jesus always did. He always concluded by giving people an opportunity to deal with the truth and then make it right. And you can leave today by just bringing confession to God. If things aren't matching up, we can humbly come to God 
and make it right by confessing according to 1 John. Here's the word. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I love that song right here, right now. God desires to do a miracle in our hearts today. He wants, he wants to take the content. He wants the content to come out, the bad stuff to come out, stuff in our hearts that we're hiding. We polish the outside of the cup. We all do that. He's saying, I want you to come clean today. I just think the Lord wants to touch our tongues and redeem our speech. And how we do that is confession. So if you can find a a place in your heart and just pray to the Lord. Lord, we come to you. We want to be called a good man, a good woman. Jesus, you said that we can be identified as a good man, a godly man. That should be the number one priority in our lives, to be identified as a godly man, a godly woman, whose speech has been sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And so we come and we make the good confession. If we confess our sins, Lord, I'm accountable to my own heart. Friend, beloved, you're accountable to your own heart. Ask those two critical questions as we spend a moment with the Lord. Does my conduct, does my conversation line up, match up with my profession of faith? Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. It's good to, to meet with the Lord and to uh, share our hearts with Him. I'm going to ask the uh, prayer team if they'll come and just stand here at the front. And uh, if you have need, I'm going to ask that you would receive prayer. Just come up. You know, there's this, this can. I, I don't have any use for you know, another gas can in my, in my garage. So I bought this. I just want to give it to somebody, all right? I know it's kind of an odd way to, to end, but if you need a gas can, I'm not taking it home with me, all right? So come on up. Gloria, are you coming to pray for people or are you coming for the gas can? She's on the prayer team. I thought she was coming to get this gas can. So somebody grab this, all right? God bless you. You are dismissed.